Now for a show by a brother and sister who are polar opposites, but who both found a calling running solo businesses. This is the Unfederated Podcast. Hey, Sarah, how's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. I'm, I'm over here stress eating M&M's. Yeah, I can I can hear the the crinkle, that, yeah. uh, the crinkle of the M M&M and M package. It was either they're delicious, that or like like Pepto Bismol. Yeah, <laughs> like, sometimes. Well, uh, why are you stress eating? Two words. Ooh. Uh, swim lessons. Oh oh, is it? Oh no! <laughs> so you're finally learning how to swim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been blowing bubbles yeah. all afternoon. Uh, my daughter is kind of. Um, if you call it that, she's attending swim lessons. I think there's a, a drastic difference. Um, yeah. And that's, I mean, you want to talk about controlled chaos, like attend swim lessons. Yeah, no joke. So wait, um, it, do you have to be in the pool with her? Nope. Uh, not that I did her last session of swim lessons when she was like one, of course we, we were, but, um, we have to vacate the premises, the deck as they refer to it as, um, for these lessons. And, but we can't go anywhere because we we're like on call in case, um, for potty. We're on potty call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So you like, but it's, it's That's oh, so gosh. weird. So you're just sitting there somewhere like really close by averting your eyes while you're hearing like a whole bunch of kids scream and splash. Yeah. So it's at this gym at the, our local college. They have an indoor pool. And so it's, it's like groups of five kids of different age groups and each five kids has a, an instructor, right? And they're doing their thing. And then there's probably like four or five just roaming like instructor lifeguard people to, to, um, to handle the freakouts, to handle the continual rotation of potty breaks, to handle like the people that come late and leave early, you know, and it's, it's only a 30 minute session. So it's, it's honest to goodness, oh my like gosh. <laughs> an hour of prep for what turns out to be like 25 minutes of, of something. <laughs> and then, and then there's a big water slide that they, they do at the end. So like, so that's like the last five minutes, you know? So anyways, yeah. Um, my wife and I have been going, there's like a track that you can walk on. Um, and like, there's a portion of it that goes by some one way mirrors where you can see down into the pool. Oh, life hack. <laughs> yeah. So we've been walking laps on the track, like old people in a mall. And, um, we just like peer down and somehow, Sutton like stops and waves to us, but like it's it's one way glass. So like and I've we like what? we went That's we're like so creepy. Yeah. How does we're she like, know? I don't know. I have no idea. We like we we went by the first time and we stopped and we were watching to see. And she like she you know, she just totally stopped and started waving at us and we're like, What the heck? And so when we went down to like back on deck to pick her up, um we like we I was like, Rachel, look at the glass. You you can't see through the glass. How do, how has she seen us? So, anyways, she's you know we've got like a uh, like a supernatural situation on your hands. Yeah, like. I think so. She like, uh, maybe has like comic book levels of, of vision or something. You know, that we'll, we'll soon learn. Anyways, super right. bizarre, very well, stressful. Yeah, when she sees me, you know, she like since I've been pregnant, she's always like. Like I like I see Aunt Sarah's baby, but maybe she does. Yeah, yeah maybe she, <laughs> she's got breach. X-ray vision. <laughs> you know, whoa, she's what like Aunt Sarah's baby? Like, yeah, like oh, oh gosh. <laughs> I thought she was just being cute, but she was trying to tell me something, and now I'm the idiot. Maybe we should all listen to her more than we think. <laughs> That's amazing. Super how, creepy. Yeah, super. Uh, how how are things in your world? So great. Super calm. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe you at all. Uh, yeah, I got some dirty looks for riding the Honda Ruckus to my um, ultrasound today. Um, but people can mind their own business. And then I, uh, <laughs> I just have been, you know, crazy busy. We got back. We were in France for two weeks, and then. I had a one moment on a conference call from my little cabin on the canal boat where we were staying, um, where the driver of the canal boat ran into a bridge and my phone just like 
jerked out of my hand, hit the wall, and I had to be like, I am so sorry. My canal boat hit the edge of the canal. Let me call you back. <laughs> we Fiberglass have a everywhere. emergency that I need to tend to. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was like a very pretentious feeling. I don't know. It was one of my more pretentious excuses for loud noises on conference calls. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a journey and then we got back and had a, a wedding. So we've been just traveling nonstop. That is awesome. So I, I did a solo episode last week, which I don't think you've actually heard. I haven't because I was so, afraid. I was like, I bet he left some Easter egg in there. Like, I bet you're not even going to listen to this. And I meant to, so I could find it and call you out on it. And I still will. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, it worked out okay in your, in your absence though. I, uh, I like it better when you're here. So I have someone to talk to. Yeah, I know. I was trying to picture doing that alone and I was, it was, <laughs> I think I just talked myself down into a mumble. <laughs> There's probably a lot of gasping for air. Yeah. Here. <laughs> more and more M&Ms keep <laughs> showing yes. up. Yeah, more crinkly uh, paper. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it sounds like we're both really on top of things. So we should talk about how to make things easier since things are kind of tricky. Yeah, I think this is a very... Um, so we're going to yeah, talk today about how to do more with less, which has been like the, the name of the game for us the last couple of weeks, because, um, childcare just gets weird in the summer. Like no matter how you slice it. Um, we've got, uh, our uh, daughter does a little bit of like a, a, like a summer daycare session, but it's only six weeks of the summer and then trying to patch together babysitters who leave town to go home for the summers and everything else. Like uh, my wife and I just find that we're really scrambling to um, cover all the bases. And luckily for us, um, it just happens to be one of my busier uh, seasons of work just from the uh, having a, an inordinate amount of, of uh, work to do. And same with my wife. So we're, we're doing that. We, we intentionally were like, well, we're going to, we're going to take our foot off the accelerator a little bit this summer, you know, so that we can manage this weird season better than we did last year. And we failed, um, very, very glamorously at that this year. So, so the, uh, your canal boat is sitting in the canal. <laughs> it's <yes>. like champagne yeah. problems. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My caviar has gone bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wanted to make Robin Leach, um, uh, voices, but I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. That's fair. Eat some more M&Ms. Get the courage up. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> life, life hack. Um, I always, uh, fight the urge to eat chocolate late at night. Oh, and, um, so I've started getting the fun size bags of M&Ms as a, like a, a way of measuring pre predetermined portions of M&Ms. That is a, that is a fun size life hack situation. Yeah. I have the same thing. I also crave uh, chocolate at night and my solution is I eat a lot of chocolate at night. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I, I did that for a number of years and I'm trying to undo the uh, benefits of, of got it. all of my work. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you're canaling in, in sure. France or Italy, I, I wasn't actually sure in the last show. So oh, guessed. really? It was yeah. France. Okay. <laughs> They're all the same to me. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't leave the country. Countries so. are all the same. <laughs> yes. Outside of the U S borders. Sure, I, I know okay. nothing. Peru. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, so what are some of the, um, you know, in this busy season, what are some of the things that you've been doing to accomplish more, uh, with, with less time or less resources or, um, you know, less canal boats? Yeah, it's tricky. Um, the canal boat working from, from the EU is actually not terrible because, um, the work day in Denver is when I was in France was between 4 PM and 11 PM. So I was awake, you know, um, and able to monitor email in real time the whole time. So I have AT&T. I pay for the worldwide global data plan while I'm gone so I can see my email. But I do, I do always, I mean, if I'm going on a trip where I might not have great internet access, 
I'll put um, my away message on and then I get really liberal about turning it off when I'm able to respond to things because I just don't want many people to be getting my bounce backs. Um, so I have it on pretty much exclusively when I am not checking my email, which creates some real problems because you're like, oh no, I don't have any data. I better turn my away message on. <laughs> well, I can't do that because I don't have any data. <laughs> so you really have to be like thoughtful and plan ahead. Um, but doing more with less just meant like, I don't have my second monitor. I don't have a mouse. I travel with a iPad and a computer so that I can utilize both, which is really helpful to me because I'm comparing and contrasting so many documents and that keeps my clicking from screen to screen kind of minimalized. Um, I could do the same thing with my phone, but um, why not have more screens? And then, um, and then I use a lot of applications that require less good connectivity, like Microsoft Outlook, that application, um, is terrible. It requires like a really good signal for things to go through. But the, if you just type it into like the browser, it's much quicker. So oh, interesting. I do a lot of stuff like that. Um, it's, it's, and then I just have to make sure I have really good good Wi-Fi all the time. Yeah. Um, no matter what. Talk a little bit about the pros and cons of the iPad versus the laptop and why you bring both. Is it truly just to have a second screen or are there some other, uh, benefits? There are some other benefits. So I, I mean, I can do a little bit of work from my uh, phone in that I can respond to email and such and look at documents, but I can't change documents. Um, whereas, if I don't have um, any Wi-Fi, but I have data, I can use my iPad because I have the data plan, but it's just, you know, it's international data. So you, it's not your preferred plan. <laughs> um, but at least that way, if I'm in a situation where there's no Wi-Fi anywhere to be had, I can open up the iPad and still use like Microsoft Word and still look at red lines and still um, accomplish a decent amount. But there are some, or there are always some things when you're traveling that if you were in your office would take five minutes, but because you're fumbling around like internationally trying to log into a bank account um, from like a canal boat's Wi-Fi and the bank's like, I don't think you're you. And you're like, thank you. That's fair. But like I am. And then they're like, we'll text you. And you're like, well, my phone isn't working great. Uh, and you get stuck in these loops. Um, so I had a couple of those happen where it was just, you know, a 30 to 45 minute affair instead of a five minute affair. But, um, for the most part, just really having people on call so I could, I could reach out to a couple of my coworkers if anything super urgent happened and say, you know, Hey, can you call our insurance company and see if we can handle this matter? Um, and things like that so that I was able to keep things moving forward. I don't think most people noticed I was gone. Yeah. Do you, do you have to do that a bunch for them? Like you, you travel a bunch. I don't know if you're uh, the rest of your cohort that helps cover for you while you're out of town. Do you, is that a pretty reciprocal uh, relationship? Yeah, it is. Fortunately. And um, for my partner, Christina, she travels as much as I do more, maybe, um, she's in Utah right now and she's going to be in France for two weeks, uh, right after. Um, so that's nice. Um, uh, my coworker, John has little kids, so that's basically the equivalent of traveling all the time. And, um, and they're just both, you know, real helpful folks, but yeah, if it wasn't mutual, um, it, it would start to get kind of old. Um, I don't know that that's so much doing, doing more. It's like I'm creating a difficult situation for myself. <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, I've got this kind of work thing down. Now I don't, I do it with two hands tied behind my back. And <laughs> like I can't use the letter A and <laughs> a whole bunch of really specific, difficult stuff. Um, so it's good to have systems that work for that, but you always do feel like you're just kind of barely hitting the high points until you get back and you can do the real work and start, you know, really churning things out again. 
Yeah. I, it's, it's funny as you described that. So I don't, I don't think we've talked about this on the show, but I actually was out in Denver for, um, about a week before you guys went on your trip to, yeah. to outside of the United States. You were? I was. <laughs> yes. All right, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> we had a great time. Yeah. Um, no, but like our, our trips, you know, I, I was reminded of like, you're talking about those loops and stuff you get in. So trying to use the um, airplane Wi-Fi to try to, you know, four hour flight or so. And I was like, I'll get some stuff done. Like my daughter's of an age where pretty much the best thing we can do for her is give her an iPad, you know? And so I was like, well, I'll get some work done. And so, you know, I've, I've got my phone. I'm, I'm like figuring out the Wi-Fi and pay for it, whatever. Great. And, oh, it's only per device. So I just wasted eight bucks on my phone. And it took me 45 minutes to figure out how to accomplish it because, like, you know, air, airplane Wi-Fi. And then so I was like, oh, I have to do it on my laptop so that I can actually get work done. And, you know, same 45 minute ordeal and, and trying to get my card and the whole thing and like all my passwords that sync and my password manager, like, have, have they, you know, are, are they up to date on all the devices or am I having to like manually type passwords from one device into another? And it's just all these like weird little things that in a world with data and Wi-Fi all just work, you know, automatically. And in a world where you have like, you know, uh, one mega megabit internet up and down is just like this painful episode of trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. Yes. I'm very familiar with that. That is like everything. You're just, you're just like doing that thing where you, uh, pull your thumb down the middle of your iPhone screen and try to get it to reload and try to get it reload. Trap to re- tap to retry, tap to retry over and over and over. That is like working while traveling in a nutshell, but you get better at just, you know, pulling down. Like as soon as somebody sends something that you're going to look at later, you save it and locally and, stuff like that so that you're not relying so heavily on it, you know, and connectivity is getting so much better globally. I mean, I hadn't been in France since I was in like law school when I was working over there, um, in Europe at the UN and, <laughs> uh, I had like a burner phone and there was no, there was no, I had a big, huge, like Dell computer, I think that I could go to a McDonald's and like pay for Wi-Fi on from time to time. And it's a lot easier now. Just a pocket full of SIM cards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, genuinely it'd be like, Oh, are we in Germany yet? Like pop one out, pop the new one in. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's funny how like, uh, so I don't travel, don't particularly like to, if I do, it's usually within driving distance. And, and so like on the plane, I was just like, Oh, here are the accounts that I haven't created. Um, like all the Gmail accounts and Google apps accounts. Here are the ones that I haven't done the offline access thing yet, you know? So like, uh, it's funny how one trip will expose so many of the shortcomings really quickly. And then, you know, once you got back to good Wi-Fi, you could fix all of that and, in like 30 minutes, you know, but, uh, in the moment it's not easy. It's true. I'm glad you have the, the empathy for the, tra- the traveling worker now, but you know, as much as I travel, there's people who travel for work, like, uh, you know, they're gone as much as they're home and they're not afforded the ability to just kind of like manage things as gently as possible and then get back and really hit it. They have to maintain, like that level of true productivity, even while they're traveling, <laughs> um, they can't light, lighten up a little bit. Cause so, and if you're, if you're in like an enterprise world, you know, like, uh, where you've got, um, IT staff and you've got some sort of laptop that's quasi locked down or you have to use like a VPN to, to log into the, you know, the system or whatever, like, gosh, you know, I, I can imagine, like, I'm just trying to get my iPhone to sync so I can play uh, Dr. Mario on my phone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. like, I, I can imagine the hurdles. Um, I, I, too, have found a lot of benefit from, uh, so I think I talked to you into buying that iPad that you that you currently own. And and so, like, I had gotten one with the, the cellular card, which I'd had iPads before, but never, never sprung for the cellular because I'm always in Wi-Fi. But, um, now that I'm kind of on my own, like when we'll go on road trips to, to visit Rachel's family or my family or whatever, sometimes we'll take turns driving and one of us will work on our, on our iPad. And, um, 
it's just really helpful. I mean, you know, just emails or whatever. Um, the new operating system for the iPad, uh, iOS 13, that's coming out in September, uh, has a couple of advancements that are going to, I think, really make that even more powerful, at least in my world. Um, one is that the iPad will finally have like a full browser, not the mobile browser thing. So, yeah. So like all the stuff I use is all like web apps, you know, like Google ads and Facebook ads and stuff are all just in the browser. Like there's no, I mean, there's an iPhone app for them, but it represents like 10% of the functionality. So it's, it's not super helpful, but, um, to be able to just pull that all up and use that in the browser will be super awesome. I'm uh, really excited about that. And it's got some more multitasking kind of stuff too, that, that perhaps will make it a more viable, uh, option for work on the go. That's, I mean, it, it's such a niche and kind of more champagne problems thing that I do, but I usually, you know, that moment where you have your phone and you're going somewhere and it's in the middle of the day and you're not really, you're not going there to do work. You're going for a meeting or something. Um, or like a coffee, um, but you're like, oh, do I bring my computer or not? <laughs> that's where I bring my iPad. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I, you know, not that. I, I think it's great for like uh, a meeting in the client's office because I don't have to do the awkward ask for Wi-Fi access and do the whole, you, you know, thing. Or I'm not like sitting there behind a, you know, the iPad or the uh, laptop screen, you know, just uh, feel more approachable or more in, in, in human <laughs> in the meeting, uh, which is, which is all yeah, fantastic. I think it works really well in, in a world where you're just jotting down some notes or whatever, you know? Yeah, I would agree with that. And, um, it's important that you do everything you can to seem human. <laughs> you robot. <laughs> Sometimes I struggle with that. Um, yeah, I, I think that, that is very, that is very much doing more with less. Um, oh, you know what else is doing more with less? I, I did this a little bit. Um, I outsourced to up council abroad. Um, for a couple things that normally I would just do, you know, after my, my brain was fried from doing the harder work and um, like word processing stuff. Yes. Um, for instance, somebody sent me like a million individual emails with pages, uh, that were all like scanned in different directions <laughs> and out of order, um, for a PDF. And I was like, forward, forward, forward. Can you put these together for me? And it costs like five bucks. Or like, I don't know, what is that, four euro or five, six euro? Um, and it got done in two seconds. Yeah, that's that's legit. Um, I've got other couple other hacks that I will use, uh, little programs and stuff that, that help me. And almost all of them requires some level of like preparation on the front end. You know, like if, if I'm on top of things during my slow time and I, I update all of these things and keep them in good working order, then when, when, you know, t uh, stuff gets hard and times get tight, like all of a sudden I've, I've got that infrastructure that is, that's really helpful. Um, and that's, you know, that's, uh, not always the case. It's not always, uh, as convenient to ha to have all these things as up, up to date as I want them to be. But when it, when they're there and even just a little bit helpful, it's, it's, um, I'll take it, you know, talk to me about that and the things that you like. Yes. Um, so one of those things just happens to be, uh, an app called text expander. And we've been fortunate enough to have partner with smile software, the makers of text expander. Um, yeah, yeah. For the whole month of, of August. Uh, so all four of our shows, uh, this month, they had partnered with us and, uh, we're actually going to do, uh, some giveaways. Um, and they've, provided a, uh, an awesome, uh, promotional deal for any of the unfederated listeners as well. Um, so a couple different things we've got going on, um, and, and we'll talk more, uh, about how we use text expander in just a second, but just know that, um, we're giving away, uh, three, one year subscriptions to the, to the, uh, two text expander and their life hacker uh, plan, which is what I use. And, um, that's a, that's a huge deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a $40 value for, for the year, which is, which is legit, but like, I, it's probably one of the apps that I use the most. So, um, so, so text expander, what it is, 
is for for little strings of text that you type over and over and over, um, you can create what they call snippets. And so it would be like a short, you know, combination of keys um, that you would type. And then it would, as the title suggests, it would expand that short snippet into a longer uh, body of text. So um, I have them for a number of things. Uh, And I know, Sarah, I've gotten you using, using them quite a bit too, but everything from like, Things that I find ha- I have to explain to my clients, you know, um, over and over, like how to update the billing information in their account, right? That's something I need them to log in and do. Like I- I've actually sat down and written like a really thoughtful and helpful email with links and and the whole thing. Like like if I was going to answer that question it, the very best I could, and that created a snippet out of it. So um, now when I get that question or I'm setting up a new account, I just, you know, I hit the, sh- the, the short keys for that and it expands. And then all of a sudden I've got this really long, thoughtful, helpful email that I can send a client that doesn't take me that same one-to-one time, you know, it doesn't take me the time to type it out each time. Cause if it did, my response would be really crappy, right? I, it, it would be how short can I, you know, how quickly and efficiently can I explain this versus how can I explain this as well? Uh, as I possibly can. So anyways, I, I use like a little nomenclature where I do comma and then a word. And so, you know, comma billing expands into this uh, really great, great thing. I comma confirm. I have this great email where I'll confirm meetings day of. Um, a lot of times clients ask me what size uh, their creative needs to be for, for banner ads, comma banner. You know, and it's got the, here are the five most common sizes. Here's two more sizes for mobile. Here's, you know, this is the the file size restrictions. Here's a link to some really good examples if you're looking for inspiration. Like it's it's just a th- super well thought out researched email that I can fire away and, and literally, you know, one word. And um, it, I don't know, it, as far as doing more with less, like that saves me so much time. And one cool thing, the text expander does is it actually um, calculates how much time it saves you based on your average uh, typing speed. And so I think that's hilarious. Every month I get an email that's just like, Hey, you, you know, you saved an hour and a half this month, you know, and you're like, okay, that's awesome. You know, and Sarah, you use it for contracts and stuff, right? Yeah. I, I love it. Um, I can't believe that it's not a lawyer specific software. <laughs> You know, because we type so much and we use so much what they call boilerplate, like all the terms at the end of a contract, they they, they matter. They just are often the same. Um, so, for instance, it's not uncommon for me to be reviewing a contract and then I'll be like, hmm, that waiver provision looks weird. Like X waiver, then it pops up my waiver provision and I can compare the two without having to, you know, like... It's, it's just much simpler. And then if I'm drafting one and you're like, oh, well, they didn't even include a waiver. Like, boom, there's one. <laughs> Next thing. Um, for all of my preferred little provisions like that, it is money. And then also I use it to store hyperlinks. So uh, every time I send an invoice, it's like, or you can pay here. And then I hyperlink that and have like X law pay. And then that pops up. That's our website for accepting electronic payment. And it just keeps me from having to like type that out or go find it or whatever else. Yeah, because you would otherwise, you know, go open a new tab, start to type it in from what you can remember, which is probably kind of a weird URL, right? And then like it would it would come up as a page you've been to before, and then you copy and paste that into an email like an animal. Yeah, like it, like an animal. <laughs> like I am just slaving away, building the pyramids over here. Because uh, inevitably, when I did that, I'd be like, huh, what was I doing? And then be like on Gmail. And then like, you know, CNN would be telling me something like it keeps me from having to click away from what is up on my screen. And that saves me way more time than its algorithm can actually um calculate you know because <laughs> it's not it's just calculating like how much time it would take you to do the thing not how much time it would take you to like go find the thing and then get distracted for an hour and a half so <laughs> i also and this is probably atypical i use it for my signature on all my emails so i have found that um i have this like really robust 
lawyer signature. It's got like all of the disclaimers and my physical address and stuff on it. And I have a very short one. And then I have a signature for the companies that I'm general counsel for. And so I don't even have like an auto signature on any of my emails. I just like at the end of every email do whatever like shortcut for a signature fits that email. (laughs) And um, it's it's a lot easier that way. (laughs) Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, it's invaluable to me. It's one of those things that's really hard to to explain. I think how it works other than to just give like lots of examples. Um, I've thought about doing like a screencast, like a little like how to kind of thing for it. Um, just because you kind of have to see it to understand it, but, um, it's invaluable to me. They, they have a team's plan you mentioned for, for attorneys, um, why attorney, why all attorneys don't use it. Uh, we use it in the accounting firm that, that I managed before going out on my own and we use the team's plan and, you know, here's this group of attorneys that are, I'm sorry, group of accountants that are all like more or less answering the same questions, you know, over and over, like the same 25 questions they probably get on a daily basis. And so we created kind of a bank of, of really thoughtful responses that we would update periodically, but so that we could just respond to client questions like with a really thoughtful, responsible, um, you know, email and then not, not use so much time, you know, and, and super valuable and, and saved us a lot of effort too. So, so it's, um, very good, very good for that. And it saves your clients a lot of money because they shouldn't have to pay me to come up with the response that I come up to every single time that somebody's like, you know, asking a very redundant question. Yeah. Or to pay you to like, just kind of, half-heartedly answer it and not really clearly give them the information they need because you're kind of in a hurry. And like, I don't know, that's what I find myself running into a lot. And it always just creates more work. You know, it's like, Oh, well, what about these five different situations that you haven't really addressed? Oh, well, here's, here's an email that's five times as long now, you know, uh, versus like taking the time to do it well. But um, so anyways, for unfederated listeners, um, because we knew we were going to be talking about this and, and because we love uh, text expander, uh, we're giving away three year long subscriptions to the life hacker plan. You can go to, uh, unfederated.studio slash smile, uh, smile software is the maker of text expander. Um, so slash smile, and you can register to win one of those. Uh, we're giving away three copies this week. So, um, jump in there as you listen to the show, we'll link to it in the show notes too. And, uh, just uh, give us your email address and you'll be entered to win. And if, uh, if not, if you don't win this week, uh, or you just want to, um, get a jump start on using it, we also have a link in the show notes that will get you 30% off that first year, um, that life hacker plan. So if you just want to jump on board or your work's going to pay for it or something like that, um, if you're still, uh, you know, um, doing the jobby job and freelancing on the side, then do that and then save them some money and go ahead and get started. So, um, two sweet deals. Hope you'll take advantage of Sarah. What's something else that, uh, helps you? Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I organically would have been like, well, I love text expander. <laughs> so that was a big one. Um, other things that help me, um, include, uh, setting up, um, I mean, my calendar. I do so much work on my calendar. I know that that sounds crazy because you and I have terrible time connecting with calendar invites for some reason. But like, <laughs> there's this connection between me and you that's just broke. But <laughs> uh, everybody else, I and so I've used Calendly before. Um, which is real nice. Um, so it's Callen, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot com. And I just have their free thing, but it allows me to select a number of different times and then just send basically that version of my calendar out to somebody and then they can pick which one they want. And, um, when we're dealing with a thing where, for instance, if I have a client that has, I'm representing the company and there's five stakeholders in the company. Like what I really want to say is like, you guys figure out 
some times at work for you five. Don't include me on that. <laughs> and then, then we'll, you know, we'll deal with it. But what often organically starts happening is I'm like part of this extremely annoying long email trying to find a time that works for everybody and then it doesn't. Whereas I can circumvent that and still seem not like a jerk by being like, hey, here's some times. You guys talk amongst yourself and choose one. So that's doing, I think, a lot with um, a lot more with less. Uh, because that is actually what I used to use a secretary for. I used to be like, I'm CCing Candace here, so uh, coordinate with her to find a time. And she would do all that back and forth. A whole human calendar. has been replaced. That was like a genuine, honest-to-goodness person. I just used her real name. <laughs> 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 that was I wasn't making that up. <laughs> that was very real. And it was for years. And that's what a lot of people do. People are crazy. Like... I mean, law firms, I know that I've lost some of my like edge about how insane law firms are run, but recently I've had interactions with some again and I'm like, holy goodness, like you're kidding me. Like I, I asked, um, somebody asked me a really insane question about like, what is an invoice basically? And they're a lawyer at a really big firm. And I was trying to find a way to not insult them, but answer their question, but figure out what they really didn't know. And so I said, well, what do you use to invoice clients? And he was like, uh, uh, I, we accounts receivable, <laughs> like no. honest to goodness, did not know like what software their or invoices were generated from or like how that process worked. So he was like, well, can you, like, if you send one out, does it go out in a Word document? That was a real question. <laughs> Do, can the person, what if they decided they don't want to pay, they want to pay by credit card? Do we have to send them a different invoice? <laughs> oh, never mind. They want to pay by check. How does that work? <laughs> and I had to be like, well, there's an address on the invoice. And they write a check and they send it to the address, usually with the invoice in the envelope. <laughs> but I mean, these are people who are making like bukus and bukus of money um, representing businesses. And that's the level of understanding they're coming from. <laughs> Sorry, that I'm off my soapbox. It was just, it was an astounding reminder of the absurdity. <laughs> like, so great. Yeah. Um, I've got a few apps that help me a lot that we could rapid fire through if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So we mentioned text expander. It's honest to goodness. The top of my list. So I'm glad that they partnered with us this week. Another app I love is called Dropler, uh, drop L R. Um, it is a little utility that lives in men your menu bar and it's, it's a really efficient way to pass files back and forth. So like I can take a photo or, you know, any kind of document, any kind of file and, and drop it on the icon in the menu bar, at the top of my screen. And it essentially uploads it to Dropler and then copies a short URL onto my clipboard to paste somewhere. So if I have a really big file that I need to send to someone, don't, you know, it's too big to email or whatever, I can send it via um, Dropler. Um, I can even password protect it if I want to. Um, so I can send that link and then maybe call them with the password to unlock it, uh, which I do a lot if I'm sending, you know, quasi secure stuff and it's just really helpful. Um, I have to, can't, I have to send like uh, code snippets a lot, like, um, like, you know, web development kind of, uh, text for tracking pixels and all kinds of other nerdy marketing stuff. And it's hard because you put those things in an email and sometimes the email formats them a little differently and they don't look like code anymore or it'll do something dumb. Like it'll turn the little, uh, like code all has like the quotation marks all have to be like up and down, not the little curly ones, you know, and they'll like turn it curly or something. And then you have to go in and like find every quotation mark and change it back and that kind of stuff. So it sends those plain text, super helpful. Um, an extra domain that has my name in it that like I set up to use for Dropler. So like the URL I get is like, uh, is my name, you know, which is just kind of cool. And so anyways, I, I find that it saves me a lot of time to be able to just, um, just create, you know, send URLs and text messages or Slack or whatever versus like trying to upload big files, move those around. Yeah, no joke. 
I've never even heard of that. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's a little bit more specific to my world probably than yours, but, um, but super helpful. Um, another one I like a lot that is, this is probably the first thing, second thing I subscribed to when I started uh, working for myself is Grammarly. Um, it's kind of an automated system that, that follows what you type and suggests spelling and grammar corrections to it. I am terrible at those things. As if you've listened to the show for very long, I get words wrong all the time. I'd, that's like a, an ongoing joke. That's just not my thing. Not my thing at all. So uh, I knew that I needed to subscribe to Grammarly like first thing and so did. Um, and it's it's been great. It's like, you know, 140 bucks a month or something, or not a month, a year. Um, <laughs> He's very bad at grammar. Yeah. But, <laughs> He's paying $140 <laughs> a month. <laughs> Barely literate. <laughs> <laughs> Third grade reading level. Take that. Um, so like 140 bucks a year to have someone like proof a lot of what I write, you know, and if it just saves a handful of like making a fool of myself situations, then like I'll, I'll gladly accept that. Um, another one that I like a lot, uh, this is a task manager uh, that I use called things. Um, things is just where I put, uh, my to-do list and kind of manage it from there. And it's, it's super nice. There's, um, I think when Bradley Chambers was on the show, he talked about Todoist, which is the one I used, um, most recently before things. And both of them are great depending on your needs and what you're comfortable with. But it's just really nice to have the ability to forward an email or, you know, use a, use like a keyboard shortcut to create a little thing that pops up on my screen to capture to-dos in a to-do list. So I just don't let, you know, there's just things coming at me from five different chat services and emails and pop-up notifications. And it's great to have a quick way to dump that into something so it doesn't get lost. Um, and so when I'm working on the go, oftentimes like I lean more heavily on my to-do list than I would even when I'm in the office because my mind's just not in it, you know? And, and so I can just glance and be like, okay, if there's anything important that I absolutely can't let slip, like it'll be on this list. So as long as I'm, you know, managing this well, then I can probably deal with anything that, you know, might scoot off till tomorrow or the next day. Um, so that helps a lot. That makes sense. Um, I use Wonderlist. Oh yeah. Yep. I've, we used it as a team at one of the agencies I worked at before where we could assign tasks to one another, similar kind of deal. And it was really helpful. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like maybe a little bit more robust than the ones we're talking about. And that, for that reason, less user-friendly, but, um, it, it works because a lot of my tasks are, uh, shared tasks. I would love to say with a colleague, but none of my colleagues use anything like this. So it's just my husband, <laughs> all of our, you know, like we, we need at the store and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, we used it right before that they Wonderlist got acquired by Microsoft um, mm. a while back. And so it, we didn't stop using it for that reason. I, I don't even know. Maybe they still use it. I, I don't work there anymore, so I don't know. Um, but I know that it's changed a bit since since it got acquired. So maybe um, a little bit more feature-rich. Oh, that's such a nice way of saying that. Yeah. Feature-rich. I like that. Uh, question for you. Do you use Spotlight on your Mac? Do you know what that is? Um, do you use it? I do. I mean, I know where it is, <laughs> but I don't utilize it very often. Um, I have everything saved in like client files on Dropbox or in Purgatory Desktop, and then I cl clean off Purgatory Desktop as often as I can muster, um, just by deleting everything, like and making sure all the relevant stuff is saved to my super secure Dropbox. Gotcha. Yeah. If, if, if listeners don't, aren't familiar with spotlight and you use a Mac, like, uh, get, I would urge you to get familiar with it. It saves me a ton of time. I feel like, um, so there's like a, there's a little magnifying glass in your menu bar that you can click, or, um, there's a keyboard shortcut, which I think is command spacebar. I, I think that's right. Uh, unless I've changed that to not be the default, which is entirely possible, but it just pops up a window and you can just start typing the name of a file, name of an app, um, whatever into it. And it finds it and just opens it up. And it's just a really efficient way 
to not have to, you know, if you're typing, you're using the keyboard and you don't want to do the mouse or, or go down to your dock or open finder and scroll through a big list of stuff to find it. Uh, it's just a really quick and dirty way to just launch stuff. Um, th- there's a couple apps that, um, have taken that concept and built upon it. Um, one is called launch bar. The other is called Alfred. They both are kind of a similar concept, but have a, a bit more, um, you know, muscle under the hood for the different things they can do. Some of them can do kind of workflows, uh, launch bar can like move files for you and stuff. Um, and so if you get into spotlight and you're like jiving with it, well, uh, I would check out those two cause it's kind of like the next level up of that world and can, and can be really beneficial. That's interesting. Your command space bar. Um, I just tried it and it is Siri. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) well, I was like, Oh no, where am I? Oh, come in that guy. I, uh, yeah, not surprising that I changed the default keyboard shortcut for that, but, um, I wonder if it's control space bar. I'm pretty sure it's something. I'm not going to try it right now because I got really nervous that I had disconnected. (laughs) Uh, your, your, your mileage may vary. Um, but it's super powerful, and I I don't know why I use that keyboard shortcut, but I have for years. So that's just what it. And I don't even really think about it. I just hit the keys, you know. So, um, two other quick things that help me a ton. One is an app called Timing. Uh, this is a time tracking app for Macs. Um, unlike every other time tracking app I've ever used, where you have to stop and start a clock uh, to track time, uh, this one kind of does it for you. So you can um, approach that one of two ways or a combination of the two. One, you can just work on stuff and then it kind of categorizes what you, it looks at what you've worked on and kind of groups it together, categorizes it. And you can say, oh, okay, for the last like hour I've been working on this so I can go back and I can select, you know, all the different things I did in that hour and, and assign them all to a particular you know, project. Um, or you can create a set of rules and say like, okay, anytime I'm opening, you know, I'm working in a document that has this name, you know, file name, or anytime I'm at a URL, that's this URL or, or the URL I'm at has this string of text in it. Um, you can create all kinds of specific rules like that. And then like assume what I'm doing is working on this particular project. So for like a lot of the accounts I manage, there's, there's like an account ID in the URL, you know? Um, so like whenever I set somebody up on timing, a new, a new client, I go ahead and I figure out all the unique URLs for their Google ads, Google analytics, their website, their, you know, whatever. And I create a, a kind of a list of rules for timing and I'm able to kind of capture the the bulk of the time I'm spending on that client without actually having to stop and start a clock or remember to keep track of it. And that's been really great. Um, I don't I don't really do a lot of hourly work per se, um, but it uh, when I do it's fantastic, and when I don't, it's really helpful for me to look back and see where my time is spent each day. Uh, you get like a little summary at the end of the day that's like, oh, you were you know, 68% productive today, you know, based on categorizing like, okay, these projects are work. These projects are quasi work. And these projects are, you know, just things I'm, I'm just screwing around online, not, not doing anything constructive. And, um, it's, it's been really helpful just to get insight into how my time is spent, but also be able to kind of, I'm usually doing small five minute tasks for multiple clients in a row. You know, I'll go through and I do this one task for seven different clients and then I go and do the second task for the seven different clients and trying to time track that is kind of a nightmare. So for it to be able to kind of keep track of it for me has, has saved me a lot of headache. Uh, we used to get emails like that at the from the the big firm at the end of every day. It would be like based on what applications you had open, like um, what you spent your time doing and the... <laughs> It was just like a last ditch, like you're supposed to review it and let it jog your memory in case there's anything you did that you haven't billed for that you can bill for. Yeah. Um, I, I would totally hate that as a, yeah. as a employee, but it's great as a business owner. Yeah, I was, um, I was surprised I did it because I wonder if somebody was recording what like activity people did on their computer, how often their hours would actually match up with that. 
<laughs> but very useful for someone to do for themselves. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. If it's not like uh, overcast with the notion that you should have done more. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Just like squeezing the last drop out of it. Yeah. Uh, one last one for me is a note-taking app that I think a lot of called Bear. Um, it is kind of your classic, you know, uh, text editor. Um, it supports Markdown, which is kind of a way of writing, um, uh, kind of a web-inspired way of taking notes that has a lot of shorthand that allows you to kind of format text really easily, uh, which is helpful. But the thing I like most about it is in by by virtue of using Markdown, um, you can create templates for stuff. And so you can essentially have this like legend at the top of the page that's like, you know, client colon and, and like an empty field and, and date, start date, empty field, end date, empty field. And so much to your dismay, Sarah, who has suggested I don't do this, I created a template for my engagement agreements and um in in bear and so I can go in and, and fill in like the client name, the start date, end date, rate, all that kind of thing. Uh, I do proofread every single one of them before I send them out. Um but sure. I, I do. <laughs> I truly do. You're paying $140 a month for someone to correct your grammar. <laughs> don't, don't worry, sir. It's locked down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's uh, for for much of that same reason. Uh, I'm able to kind of create a, a template, and, and almost so many of my engagements are very similar. Um, and so I, I try really hard to kind of make them fit into the, a particular mold. Um, and so, anyways, it's it's worked really well for me for just taking quick nerd, uh, notes in a way that syncs with my phone and iPad and desktop and all that kind of stuff but also um, to do uh, proposals really quickly. It's been super beneficial for that. Hmm? Those are great, great things. I always leave and then buy a bunch of software, which is probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, a lot of the things we talked about today are actually in the freelancer toolkit um, on the site. So if, if you're interested, uh, there's more information there um, and links to a lot of these things we'll also include in the show notes. That's awesome. Whew. All right. Well, I feel like we covered a lot of a lot of ground in a short amount of time. We did more with less. <laughs> hey <Hey-o>. uh, <laughs> All right. Enter the contest because this is really good. I might enter it also. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your friends. Um, no, but it'll be exciting to do a giveaway. We, we may announce the winners on next week's show. Um, and uh, so anyways, yeah, um, uh, enter to win. And I, I, I may try to do kind of a screencast uh, kind of thing of how I use it. Or maybe share some of our best snippets uh, with the winners. Oh, yeah. um, that might be a fun thing for us to do uh, to get them started. So if, if all of this seems a little overwhelming, um, Sarah and I will help kickstart you. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Next week. All right. Talk to you soon. See you. Later, bro. You can find show notes from this episode at unfederated.studio. And if this podcast has helped you in your journey, Say thanks by rating and reviewing the show in Apple Podcasts.